0: Welcome to the Transforming Leadership Podcast with author and speaker, Dr. Steve Steph. I'm Jim Brangenberg, your host for the day. For more information about Dr. Steph and how the Transforming Leadership team builds effectiveness in leaders, please look online at tleadership.com. That's tleadership.com. Now let's join Dr. Steph in the studio. Hi, I'm Jim Brangenberg and I'm joined by Dr. Steve Steph from Transforming Leadership. Before we begin today, Steve, I think it's a good idea to remind people that we're currently going through a series on transforming leadership proverbs or truisms. These are some sayings that the Transforming Leadership team have developed over the years as they have tried to have walked alongside leaders turning them into successful leaders worth following. Really? Um, Today's transforming leadership proverb is this, Steve, money is not a motivator. Recognition is essential, but doesn't result in a sustained performance. Appreciation on the other hand is ongoing, visible and priceless. Talk to me about this, this, you know, everybody, Steve used to be like money. How much money am I going to make? How much money am I going to make? They don't talk about how much appreciation am I going to get?
1: Yeah. We we don't talk about it, but but it's absolutely fundamental to our job satisfaction. And I'll, I'll take that to a word that's being bantered about a lot these days: to uh, to our engagement. You know, so to be clear at the outset of this conversation, let, let let me say this: lack of money is a clear demotivator. Sure, but money alone is not a motivator. If if that makes sense. So, and then, and then to go with our statement, you know, about money, uh, money is not a motivator, not a direct motivator, that the intrinsic motivation is what counts there. Uh, it, it always takes me back to the, the, uh, you remember the old say- saying about the guy that got married? So I, I told you, I loved you when we got married, if anything changes, I'll let you know.
0: Yeah. So, not real effective in marriage.
1: Not, yeah, not real effective, you know? So, um, it it kind of works the same way in the workplace. Look, I'm paying you. What else do you know? What else do you need? Well, what else I need is I know that I'm appreciated. I know that I'm valued. Um, I know on a day by day basis that I'm meeting your expectations. Think about your. We're, we'll go way back uh, to a former podcast sometime back. People perform best for those they care about. For those that care about them, and. I've had countless managers over the years tell me, well, my people know that I care about them. And uh, then managers sometimes will say, a new manager, well, once they get to know me, they'll know that I care about them. What that's telling me, Jim, is that the manager is making it the direct report or the manager, the leader is making it the direct report's responsibility to figure out that the manager cares about them as opposed to the manager taking responsibility for communicating to the, to the subordinates or to the direct reports or however you want to phrase it, instead of them taking responsibility for for making sure that they know. So that's, again, that's like the, uh, the wife coming up to the husband. And if you want to know that I love you, what you need to do is you need to keep asking. me. Okay. Yeah. That's your job. Keep asking me. You know, it's not my job to ensure that you do. It's your job to make sure that you keep asking. That's as upside down as it can be, Jeff. So money is not a direct motivator. Uh, lack of money, to be clear, I'll probably say it two or three more times. To be clear, lack of money is a demotivator. Recognition is a motivator, but it's not sustainable because it, it, it results in a high when it happens. But then... That high goes away pretty clearly. So, if if we want to be effective leaders, if we want to be highly effective leaders, then we are ensuring. I'm, I'm going to say on a daily basis, but that that may be a bit of hyperbole. We are ensuring on a daily basis that that all of our people know that they're cared for, that they're valued, that they're that they're bringing value. And the the way to do that, quite frankly, is in feedback, ongoing feedback, constant feedback. You know over communicating feedback so that so that everyone that works for me the feedback that they're getting on a four to one five to one six to one basis is encouraging telling them they're doing a good job they're bringing value and i appreciate it does that help
0: it does help and it's uh what's really fun though is that this is a culture question and i mean it really goes down to culture because if the manager that we're expecting if we're holding our let's say you're the leader of the entire organization and you want all your managers to make sure that their people know that they're appreciated so that they perform to their optimum uh, ability yet you don't do a good job of appreciating your direct reports that do as i say not as i do thing doesn't work in this instance either
1: that's right They're, they're going to lead or manage if you will uh, in much the same way that they're led or managed, because what you're communicating to them is what your expectation is. You, you may not be verbalizing it, but, but through your actions, you're, you're demonstrating your expectation in their leadership, their management. And if it's just bottom line focus with nothing else, with no uh, appreciation and communicated, value communicated, anything like that, it's just if it's just drive for the KPIs, That's the way they're going to lead their people as well.
0: So, Steve, is there a difference between job dissatisfaction and just no satisfaction in your job?
1: Yeah, there is. Um, Because and that's a great question, quite frankly. And the researchers are the ones that tell us that there is. Job dissatisfaction means that I am actively dissatisfied, ready to leave at the moment job the lack of job satisfaction means that it is not feeding me but it's meeting a base need and uh, no need to really leave it's just you know i don't get any energy out of it i don't get any appreciation out of it i get a paycheck out of it but that's it job dissatisfaction uh, i ask clients frequently i asked a client yesterday a coaching client yesterday as a matter of fact uh, I think that it's always important for an individual to to, um, uh, to measure not only as what their job is paying them, but what their job is costing them. Uh, jobs always have a cost as well, and it can be a, you know, a positive or a negative. If my job is costing me more than it's paying me, there is extreme dissatisfaction. It's time for me to go quite frankly, it's time for me to find another job. It's time for me to find another job. Even if that, that next job, Jim, is just neutral. It's lack of satisfaction, but at least it's not costing me. Is that, does that make it sense?
0: Yeah. I think maybe it might, we might, mean, that's a pretty strong statement that if a, that every job has a cost, what do you no, mean by that? Matter. I mean, that, that's a little bit of a rabbit travel. What, explain what do you mean?
1: Well, I'm spending eight, 10, 12 hours a day at my job. I'm spending Uh, 40 to 60 or 70 hours a week at my job. So that time, you know, all of your time has a value there. If I'm, well, we'll try this. Uh, This may be a rabbit trail as well, but there is a difference in uh, not feeling like you're valued necessarily uh, or not, not knowing that you're valued and being devalued. You and I both know leaders or managers or people in leadership roles. I should say they're not leaders, but they have a leadership title that devalue their people. That's that results in job dissatisfaction. Those people don't want to be where they are. If they had another opportunity of uh, uh, another uh, equal pay opportunity or sometimes not even an equal pay opportunity, they're going to leave. Because they are actively dissatisfied where they are right now. Like a they toxic
0: are, work right. environment you're talking about. Like a toxic work environment?
1: Toxic work environment. That, that's exactly right. Okay. So there are neutral work environments where I, I don't necessarily hear um, uh, our gratitude all the time or value communicated to me all the time. That's somewhat neutral. I might not feel valued. Uh, uh, <clears throat> pardon me. But I'm not devalued. I'm not actively devalued. The the good, the progressive, the productive workplace, they're communicating value to their people all the time. If you have personnel, let, let me go a different way here, Jim. If you have personnel for whom you cannot communicate value, then it may be time for you to replace those personnel.
0: Wow, well, that's a powerful statement. I don't know that we have time to go down that one. But <laughs> that let, is a tricky one. Let's, right? let's talk about the factors that are out there for job satisfaction or job dissatisfaction because yeah, it yeah. goes both ways.
1: Yeah, uh, the researchers let me let me pull out a note here because I, I don't want to get this messed up for you here. And to pull out a note. I'm going to have to put my glasses on. I'm getting old here. For the researchers are going to tell us that job for. Factors for job satisfaction include achievement, recognition for achievement. That is doing well in my job and then getting recognition for doing well in my job. Uh, the, the work itself, I, I enjoy what I am doing. Uh, the responsibility that I have, I enjoy that and I feel confident to fulfill on that responsibility. I'm growing in my job. Uh, I'm advancing in my job. These are all intrinsic factors that provide me value in the job. And as those things change and increase and or improve the value of the job to me improves and, and not only yearly bonus basis, but on a day by day reward basis, that that's the value that I receive daily. The, the, the factors for job dissatisfaction, number one, bureaucracy. Mm. That That's 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 the greatest factor in job dissatisfaction is having to deal with, having to fight that bureaucracy. Lousy supervisors. You know the statement, people don't quit their job, they quit their manager.
0: That well, is so that, that's, true.
1: It is true. I mean, it is really, really true. I'm, I'm not going to say people don't quit their job. They do. But more often than not. They quit their manager or their leadership. Unpleasant working relationships or unpleasant working environments. I have a uh, uh, a client in uh, Texas. I'll, I'll keep it that broad. That, that's not very broad. Texas, is a big place. That the working environments in that plant in the summer are literally exhaustive. You know, so I was looking at their turnover numbers. This was a couple of years ago. They're no longer a client, by the way. I was looking at their turnover numbers and as summer comes, you can watch their turnover graph and between, uh, June one and August 31st, they have a hundred percent turnover in that
0: plan of over a
1: thousand people. So why do you think that is people just going on vacation? No, it's not people going on vacation. They're about to die in there. It's so hot and stuffy, you know, no fans, uh, no ac but of course you know that's that's really not unusual no fans to drive the air around no open uh, doors to to allow air to escape or new air to come in they have a 100% turnover and a 90 day period in a manufacturing facility. how do they
0: even the stay cost in business
1: them? yeah yeah look look at the cost involved there if if they could take that cost it, maybe even over a year or two or even three and and put that in equipment to make the environment better, <laughs> you know, look at the dividends that would pay on that. Thinking so, an air
0: conditioner would be a lot cheaper than turning over a thousand people.
1: Oh Jesus <laughs> um, poor I, working conditions, poor working environment, status, job security, money. You know, again, money is a demotivator or lack of money is a demotivator. But but more often than not, it's how am I treated? Just how am I treated? People at every level from the executive floor down, leave over how they're treated. You know, now uh, I, I know executives that have made in the mid six figures that I've, you know, my I'm, I'm an executive coach, but I'm also a licensed professional counselor. So uh, in my relationship with my clients, you're not surprised. I get some pretty good insight into what's going on in their lives and what's going on with them internally and their level of job satisfaction. And it is uh, the the number one factor is frequently how they're treated and the bureaucracy in which they, even as an executive, the bureaucracy in which they have to to uh, work and survive. It, It makes it it makes it difficult to. So to do let, on a day-to-day basis
0: let's end today's podcast today's focusing on this transforming leadership proverb money's not a motivator recognition is essential but doesn't result in sustained performance appreciation on the other hand is ongoing visible and priceless let's end with some positive stories dr steph
1: positive stories i i will tell you that the senior leaders that i know that are intentional and and by intentional, Jim, I know some that literally have it on their calendar to make sure that they do it, that are intentional about, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, their calendar or their to-do list. They are intentional about uh, checking with their direct reports and maybe going down even another tier and just giving them a little pat on the back or telling them how much they appreciate it or telling them you're doing a good job on this. And, and the value that, that they are bringing, uh, not, not holistically because that, that almost happens on a quarterly or annual basis, but the value that a particular project brought that that's that ongoing appreciation, you know, uh, bring it into the home as, as, as small as telling your spouse how much they appreciate the meal that they just prepared for you. Uh, how much that, Do you appreciate that they just cleaned the home or whatever they might be doing or what, how much they appreciate you getting up and going to work and fighting the dragon every day, that ongoing appreciation builds and develops the relationship. Relationships are knit together. They're not zipped together. They're knit together. And that, that takes some time and that requires a whole lot of little threads in there. And that's that ongoing appreciation.
0: And when a company experiences a high level of appreciation throughout its ranks, how does that impact the bottom line?
1: Oh, man, it's, it, it, it's practically impossible to measure the positive impact on the bottom line. I mean, it, it's, it's there. Turnover is decreased. Um, engagement and buy-in is, is increased. Uh, performance on a per-person level is increased. So there is a significant – you look at the high-performing organizations out there. And inevitably, they're going to have a low turnover. They're going to have high engagement numbers. Uh, it it always impacts the bottom line, uh, and it's it's easy to measure. Easy to measure.
0: And it's something that needs to be built into every culture because it's ongoing, it's visible, and it becomes priceless That's thank right. you dr steve Steph, another great thanks, proverb today really great one and thank you to our listeners make sure you check us out online tleadership.com tleadership.com we've got ways for you to contact us out there on the website we'd love to hear from you on how transforming leadership can come alongside you to become a transforming leader until next time
1: thanks jim
0: and that ends our discussion for today thanks for listening to the transforming leadership podcast with author and speaker dr steve Steph. For more information on how Dr. Stepp and the Transforming Leadership Team can help you become a more effective leader, please look online at tleadership.com. That's tleadership.com. Until next time, remember, building effectiveness in leaders starts with the transformation of your heart towards your people.